Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Well, hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is the one and only underground kingpin coming at you live from the heart of the desert. And are you are you awake today? You? Yeah, the Gypsy King is in the house. I'm so happy that you're here, For man. People that are uncomfortable with that, you can just call me Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you totally copied me with the nickname thing. <laughs> You got it. You exactly right. You totally I did. I copied you. I copied you 100 with uh, with the name. You caught me. So uh, we have a very special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? Sure. Hi everyone. I'm Rainy Blake. Hi Rainy. Yay. Hi. Yay. <laughs> the so one applause. Talented. Superbly talented. The one and only. Right Thanks, off the guys. bat, I have to ask you this. That sounds like an Australian accent. Am I correct? You you would be correct in that assumption. All right. I I was like, we haven't talked to anyone from Australia. Have we not? I don't think we have. So I, it's finally happening now. I, I didn't know that. So that's exciting. Yep. Exciting for us. I was, I'm glad you get get some diversity happening. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. On the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was born in Australia, and my dad is actually American, so I've got dual citizenship, which is dope. So that that's is kind so of cool. cool. Part of the reason I'm here, you know, it makes it a lot easier for me to live and work in the U.S. So, okay, so you are in the U.S. Where can I ask? Where, where, where's home base in the U.S. Here, are you? What Normally, state? I'm based in L.A. At the moment, I'm living up in the Bay Area uh, near San Francisco. I have some family up here, so I'm kind of doing the family thing for a bit, you know, while COVID is just rampant across our shores. <laughs> yeah, everyone's so, locked in their yeah, houses, staring yeah. at the wall, and. Yeah, putting you know. thousand piece puzzles together. Yep, it's true. I've done one puzzle, and oh really? Mostly my roommate did it because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Was, my patience level is. What was good. the puzzle of? Because it always seems to me like okay. they pick really odd pictures for the puzzles. <laughs> it's like an somewhere. alley somewhere in Italy. It's like why did they pick that for a puzzle? Yeah. I don't get it. It was actually a pretty cool puzzle. It was like this room in, it was like had all these plants in it. You know, I'm the plant lady apparently. Um, And I had all these like weird objects in there. Like it was cool. It looked like a really nice place to hang out. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Well, for starters here, um, you were noticing all of the uh, superhero related items in the background. Oh yeah. Yes. And, um, if you know anything about superheroes, you know they always have a fantastic origin story. This is true. So, 
being a musical superhero like yourself, <laughs> I'm sure you have an awesome origin story that you can tell us. How would you describe your origins into music? Wow. Okay. Um, all right. We're just jumping right in. So origin story. Well, I started singing and playing music when I was about 12. Um, I loved Carole King, Joni Mitchell, and a lot of sort of early 70s, late 60s bands and groups and solo artists. It's always been my favorite era. And started taking singing lessons, which I loved. Wasn't very good and worked my butt off to get good. So, um then I started playing guitar, writing songs, love the Beatles. So I learned a lot of Beatles songs. I think that's a, that that's in a lot of people's origin story is like learning Beatles songs. So did that, played a lot in school, studied music uh, at, in college, did a few years of a music, jazz music degree. and Jazz music degree, cool. I studied jazz and I didn't finish my degree. I just kind of was dabbling, you know. Mm-hmm. I was already teaching. Yeah, I love I love jazz and I love um, folk music. I love all kinds of music, R and B, soul. Um, but that was a really good basis. And you'll you'll notice like a lot of professional touring and session musicians come from jazz because hmm. it's just such a good training to set you up to understand theory and and everything. So loved that. Started playing shows, started teaching music as well, which I've been doing for like eight years now, teaching privately, which I love. And then I'm also an actress. So I I nearly booked this big Fox pilot where I was going to be playing the lead in this show. They flew me over to the States and I was like, shit. Oh, can I swear? (laughs) (laughs) You be you. You just did. Too late. It's too late. I was like, shit. Okay. This could really happen. This, this is possible for me. You know, this Mm -hmm. is before it was sort of more of a dream. And that's kind of when I got my stuff together and decided to move over here and moved here in 2017 and worked a bunch of different random jobs, you know, played, played music in the scene as well, starting to get my foot in the door. And that's when nine months later, I had a baby. No, I didn't. I booked a job. I booked a a TV job called Nashville and was on the show Nashville for a year. Oh, really? Okay. All right. And that is how I kind of got my big break, I guess you could say. Um, And yeah, worked on Nashville and recorded about 15 songs on the show, played a singer on the show. And then from there, other things happened. I don't know. Am I, I'm just like talking about my whole entire life. Well, right I didn't now. know you were. I've heard of Nashville. I have not seen the show, I will admit. But I definitely know that that show exists. So you were on that show for how long? Just one season. Yeah, That's I was cool. on it for the last last season. About wow. uh, 11 episodes I did. That's going yeah. to go back and watch and be like, I know her. It's so cool. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty fun. I had purple hair. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good though. That's a good look, purple hair. Purple's great. Nothing wrong with that. Taking a couple of steps back, you said you were 12 when you started first playing music. Do you remember the song or the person that inspired you to even think about doing that? Or was it something natural that you just started doing on your own? 
Yeah. Well, I guess technically I started playing piano when I was like five, but really the independent spirit that when I really started to get a taste for it, like a yearning for it was when I was 12 and I loved Carole King. So the Tapestry album, my parents obviously turned me on to. My dad is a big music guy. So I loved that album, Tapestry. And that was one of the first songs I learned was I Feel the Earth Move, which is the title. I mean, the, the first track on the on the album mm. and started singing that. Yeah. And that's kind of what got me into it, I guess. I worked with an amazing singing teacher, Justine Bradley, shout out. She's insane. And she was sort of friends with my family. So I started taking singing lessons with her every week and you know, she taught me a lot that I use, still use, including a lot of the way that she teaches. It's very holistic and all about the breath and things like that. But she is incredibly disciplined, generous, and has an amazing ear for composition. And I owe a lot to her. I learned a lot from her and continue to. Oh, so, so you're still with her after all this time. That's cool. So did the lesson start? I'm like, not, right no, I'm not still studying with her. Oh, okay. Not, but I just, I feel her. <laughs> I feel oh, her with okay, me. Yeah. And I, I, I still listen to her albums. Her albums are on, on the internet. And I've, I've just been recently, so I mentioned it, like getting into it again. So. No, I mean, the, yeah. the effect that a good teacher can have on you, like with one-on-one -on -one instruction, it's kind of incredible when you think about it. Like the right teacher at the right time too. That's so cool. Yes. So did you it's jump right into lessons? It's incredibly powerful. Sorry. Which yeah. I talked. Yeah, about. no. Um, I did. I pretty much did. I I was really really keen on learning, and luckily I had incredibly supportive parents, and they hmm. they helped me, you know, to be in singing lessons every week for I, the whole time from when I was twelve till seventeen or whatever. I was in in singing lessons. Okay. Was there a moment or like a did you did you come across an experience that said this is it for me this is when I knew that this is what I wanted to do with my life or was it just a series of moments or how did you know basically that like this is what you were meant to do <sighs> so philosophical um, I love it um, well I always thought I wanted to be an actress that was sort of what I since I was very young my mom and her mother were both actresses and so it's sort of in my blood, this like desire to perform, the desire to be on stage, to tell stories. That's always been very strong. And yeah, I guess music has always felt like a, um, in tandem with that. They don't feel entirely disconnected, right? Yeah, right? Which is why I've built my career on being multifaceted, on being able to do, you know, lots of different creative things and I've always you know thanks to like I mentioned my supportive parents who really believed in me and pushed for me to go after what I wanted to do you know they weren't like oh music maybe you should do music journalism or something right they were <laughs> maybe you should play music at, in your dentist office when you're a dentist yeah ex it's just exactly. a hobby you can just you know yeah yeah they oh, didn't whitewash it they they didn't whitewash it at all and they also didn't um, baby me. You know, my mom 
being an actress, it's not an easy life, guys. It's fucking hard. And you have to be super resilient hmm. and hardworking. And, like, I think she didn't sugarcoat that either. So I believe it. That, that combination, like, work hard, be resilient, and, and do it. If you really want to do it, do it and do it with your full self, hmm. you know. Yeah, that seems to be uh, talking to people. When you're not able to put your full self into something, it's really hard to succeed, like you say, the way you want to. Mm. And it's a topic that seems to keep coming up is a support system. Like the fact you had a a good support system is such a big deal to, to people trying to do that. So it's good to hear that that you had that and that's seems to be really important. Yeah, that I would I would agree I, that this topic comes up a lot about having support around you, having people that uh encourage you to 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 do your I know some people don't have that like some people don't have the the parental support or the or the friends around them that think they can do that. And that's part mm-hmm. of what we why we like to ask a lot of these questions because you know, we we want to we want to help the the music community and people who are interested in doing this to be able to to see like look, like this person's just a normal person just like you and me. Like they can do it, you can do it. You know, and yeah. that's why it's fun to pick people's brains. And so, yeah, I'm getting all philosophical on you with some of these questions. I just, I love it. I appreciate it. No, because it's so cool. And, and and I and I've said several times, I've got some young younger family members that listen to the show, and um, you know, I want I want them to to hear these stories and hear people's experiences and and kind of understand like what what it takes because it's not easy. Uh, no, <laughs> like you said, no. it's not at all. <laughs> so. Rainy, for you. What has been the main motivation? Was it just, I know this is my dream and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get, like what, in the hard times, you know, like when you mm. don't get the the part or when the song you're writing is just not coming out the way you want to or whatever, like what's mm. been your motivation to get you through that? Hmm, that's a good question. I think the just playing and I, I've been thinking about this recently because, yes, of course, practicing is important, technique is important. But when you think about your relationship with your instrument or with your voice or your craft as play, as life itself, right, as joyous, like childlike expression, I think coming back to that feels grounding, right, because right now especially right I'm not able to do shows and that is like the the thing I love to do the most is playing live shows I feel so at home on stage I just love it um but being able to like focus on okay what is it about that that enlivens me okay it's this idea of play of creative expression and of sharing something of myself um, so I think coming back to that has, has been good in the hard times. Um, yeah. And, and trusting that it's always going to be up and down too. Like you can count on it being up and down <laughs> right. and, um, and then, yeah, the resilience piece is a big part of that. Like I want to do this and it might be hard sometimes and it might not always look how I had hoped it might 
but my kind of belief in myself and in my self-worth my ability is strong is all is always strong underneath that as much as it can be <laughs> there's definitely been times when it wasn't but um I try to come back to that and trust that you know whatever you want to call it god universal spirit nature whatever has my best interests at heart I'm trying to sort of trust in that I really um that's cool uh, I, sorry, I just I really got caught on this subject of play that you're mentioning. Like, mm. it it made me think of something that Alan Watts said about like, like what an artist has to do is they have to learn to play on demand. Like on an mm. appointment, you right. know, to be uh, like spontaneously, like you have to plan to be spontaneous in a way. And that's actually that process is multifaceted. It takes time, it takes years, it takes practice. It yeah. It, it is a like it, it's not a you can't just it's not a button that you can just hit right. You got to actually. It only comes from experience. Mm. Do you have any experiences that um, like I don't want to say favorite experience, right? But you, what what experiences stick out to you? I know you said you love performing. So do you have a performance that's memorable for you, or something that really sticks in your mind as as go? Wow, this is it. Like this is me. This is me on the spot, like getting that play that I that I'm that I'm searching for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Well, I got to play at the Opry. Oh no um, way! So I guess that was two and a half years ago or so. Wow. Um, and that was pretty, pretty fucking epic. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> that's, epic. that's cool. Congrats. That's cool. That was amazing, and and that was at a, at a point when all the other pieces I felt had really come together. You know, I think on that subject of play, it's, I, I really love thinking of jazz as the metaphor because oh. jazz, you have to know your shit. You have to study the scales. You have to study the grades. You have to know what's happening with the changes. You have to know the tune inside it out. Right. And when you get up to perform, you have to just feel and express so the, the, the technical, you don't want to be thinking, right, when you're improvising, right? So, so you trust that all of that hard work has kind of internalized for you. And from that place and that presence, then you play like, like that we were sharing about that play idea. And I think that that's true in any kind of performance. And I think that's kind of true for life. <laughs> I think it's just like a, jazz as metaphor for life is my favorite my favorite thing no so. it's really true i mean music makes so many parallels to life in so many ways that i love yeah. i love seeing those those parallels i i played a little bit of jazz like jazz band in high school and i did i did bass guitar uh which nice. if you've ever like i mean i i'm a fairly competent bass player but i'm not, i'm actually was trained on the piano piano was my first instrument and i'm, I'm a very mm -hmm. good pianist um, I've played very complex, difficult classical pieces, uh, you know, all that stuff, but boy, jazz piano is just like, I can't, I've never really been able to feel competent or even really, cause it's so much harder to me, so to me hard. than classical yes. piano or like, you know, I can play Moonlight Sonata just fine, but like to try to improv on the, you know, on the piano, I, I have my own way of improv. That's more rock oriented, I would say right, than, right. than, than jazz. But um, yeah, jazz is like, it has its own, well, you know, people are like jazz, right? Like all the time, we our heart's beating rhythm, 
So, you know, uh, the, the, the veins and the, and all the yeah. systems working your body have like a little rhythm to it, you know, do, 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 right, just moving right. along. And so I agree like that parallel to like jazz to, to life is so vivid for me. And there's, and you know, you, there's so many different ways to approach jazz music and, and different instruments. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like so many fun instruments with jazz that you just don't see as much in, in whatever modern popular music but what's what's popular anymore i don't even know it doesn't really exist uh, it's, it's weird but 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 jazz is is is, is a, the american music like right did you see the movie soul that came out i did recently yeah oh, i loved it good it right so good. really good <laughs> so good but um but yeah like jazz is the basis of a lot of Amer modern american music and you see it mm. everywhere it's just knowing you know what to look out for a lot of neo soul yeah. soul music and stuff like that is full of jazz yeah that's cool you know uh rainy taking a step back it's it's really yeah. interesting to me that um a lot of the the artists that we've talked to have made me realize that i, I don't know why i made this parallel but you think about like an olympic sprinter they train their whole entire life and spend so many hours for seconds right. of performance it's like right. you talked about so that moment they know they're ready to go. So it's like the sacrifices that you've had to make with your time and with, like you said, part of yourself mm -hmm. to prepare. So when you get on stage, you can just have fun and yeah. just do it and not think like, and like you said, so you can feel that happiness and you can share that happiness with other people. Like mm -hmm. I, I really love the fact that I've I've been learning how selfless of a thing it is to be a performer. Yeah, you get something out of it, but yeah, I mean, so. Right. Do you uh, like you you talked a little bit about uh, you know, one of your great experiences performing? But do you have, like, maybe a, a moment that you remember on stage where you really felt that connection with the the crowd and you realized you know this is there's something special happening here. Like that made you realize that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a little gig. I'm just remembering. I mean, there's probably lots, but yeah. a little show I did at one of my favorite bar venues, gold diggers in LA and great spot. Great shout out. <laughs> great I think great name. solid. It used to be a strip club actually. And they <laughs> even better. It's they renoed it and it's all it's a very hip spot now but anyway we i was doing a show there with my band and i have a song that like people kind of know it's called fool for love and I, I i do this thing in the set where i get people to like sing the 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 part the background vocal part and yet that just happened at the gig and i was like that i handed around the mic to like some of my friends who showed, showed up to the show and they were all singing this song that I'd written, right? The riff from the song that I'd written. And uh, yeah, it was definitely a moment when my heart felt very full and proud. And Aww. yeah, like you said, it's like bringing people together, uh, sharing your light so that the light can shine into others. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. We've talked about that, that, that surreal moment when you're just there and nothing else matters mm. um that that is something that's why people pay money for admission because they want that mm. you, it's it's really hard to experience that anywhere else 
right um another thing that that i'm thinking of is is it kind of a surreal moment when when you know people are paying to come and see you when they're singing along with your songs when they want your autograph like what what goes through your 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 head when you finally to that point where um you know you've reached that level of i guess status how does that how does that feel for you inside yeah i mean i i i definitely um want more <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> i hate to say that that sounds pretty bad but no it doesn't i, I mean no, not I at all. you're allowed okay. to want things it's okay a, good here, um, I, I just want to interject with this <laughs> you can be happy with what you have and still yes. not be completely satisfied i agree i think yeah. that's a really good point ryan it's like you you there has to be a level of contentedness where you are and like a pride for how far you've come and then within that always oh, and, and i still want to grow right and it's the same thing with like your practice right oh i'm happy where sure. i'm at i still i still can share where i'm at in my musical journey and i want to learn this new scale and get better right same kind of idea exactly um but yeah i it, it always feels incredibly humbling. Like I, I remember, especially working on Nashville, when I lived in Nashville, I had like people recognize me a lot. Um, and it's, yeah, it's very humbling. I always just, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just me. Like, it's just rain doggy dog. Like <laughs> <you're>... <laughs> rain doggy dog. <laughs> That's what we got to call you now. Rain doggy dog. That's happening. It's my, it's my nickname That's among great. my okay. friends. But I'm just like, well, you're obviously your, your new friend. So we're going to, yeah, exactly. You guys can call me rain dog. It's cool. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm just a regular ass person. Like, you know, so it, it's disarming and it's, and it's, I can see how it would become unhealthy, like how, you know, people who are really famous and really kind of deified in their right. status as a celebrity, like that's not healthy. It's not healthy for us as the people consuming it. And it's not healthy for them as the people whose egos are getting inflated, you know, on the reg. Um, <laughs> what about people that, that, that reach that status at a really early age in their life? Can you imagine like how oh. crazy is that in your development? Like look at a Justin oh Bieber, my God. you know, right. like, God, what is that like, you know, to have to deal with that kind of, that's just a weird life. It's just weird. It's a weird, it's very isolating. I bet. You, can't, you know, yeah. like you can't really trust people. You have your small circle of friends mm. and yeah, otherwise true. everyone's just yes manning you, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I personally don't want that. You know, I, I'd like to be continuing to live a creative life where I can be financially thriving, you know, making my money off my art and getting my message out to the world. That's sort of what I want. I, I don't. I don't really want to be like Lady Gaga, you know. <laughs> I love Lady Gaga, yeah. but I don't want to be her. <laughs> it's like the the idea of completely losing your anonymity, where you oh, can't you can't go I to know. Walmart and pick up a few things without, you know, right. people taking pictures and coming up. It's like literally. I don't know. There's ways around that, dude. You could like wear a wig or. <laughs> you could, hey, yeah, Matt that. Damon is always Matt Damon, regardless of the sunglasses. <laughs> 
<laughs> people will recognize you, though. I had somebody recognize yeah. me I hadn't seen in, I don't know, it had been like four or five years. And I had the hat on, the mask on. I'd lost like 100 pounds. Oh, the masks, right. Yeah, yeah even, the with the ma- even with the COVID mask. <laughs> really? Even, yeah, even with like having a hat on. It was me. We ran into no, each other. And- this is just at a store. <laughs> just, just, just a person I knew from before. But like the, the, she recognized me right away. Like, so yeah. I, it's, you reach a certain level of, of people who know who you are. They're going to they're gonna <laughs> just, you know, what was that? Well, you said you even said it. I actually wanted to ask you about that. Like, since you were on that show, you said that there are people who would recognize you when you lived in Nashville. What, what is mm. that even like? Like to just it's weird. have somebody recognize you and be like, hey, I know who you are. It's, it's yeah. Rain Dog. It's Renee. What was your name? In the, <laughs> Nobody said your, that. What was your name um, in the show? My character's name yeah, was character. Alana. Oh, Alana. Alana. Okay. Oh my yeah. gosh, Alana. So yeah, it was like us. often when I'd play at the Bluebird and venues like that in Nashville. Um, that's when I'd usually be like, "Can I get your photo?" You know. Aww. And and extras who'd be on the show would often, you know, ask me stuff or want to get an autograph and stuff. So it was it was still small scale, you know. Like I I do occasionally still get recognized, but. It's like mostly in, you know, middle America is sort of like the demographic of the show. Um, but yeah, like I said, humbling. It's humbling yeah. and I just feel like, oh, me, you know, like <laughs> I, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, do Well, I, I don't know how often it has occurred, but in terms of like when it's been happened, when it's happened to you, are, are people mostly cool about it? Are they mostly just like respectful of your personal space or is it is it pretty easy going or do people are people kind of crazy i'm just genuinely curious. people you gotta haven't get a bit of everything right get a little bit of everything yeah well one time actually i have a funny story <laughs> i was with the the lead on the show chip eston was um who plays uh deacon you'll see if you ever see the show you'd, uh, you'd know and he we were if downtown jeez sorry <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know no pressure guys <laughs> but um he, i probably how could you have me on and not even see the show? Sorry, I just sorry. Okay, so there was this, the lead. <laughs> no, I I don't care. No, I'm just he, he's kind of the lead, and he's sort of this older guy, kind of hunk, you know. Um, I can and I get it. we were downtown in Nashville, and after we'd been shooting a scene, and this mob of women. <laughs> like came up to us just like oh my god chip like and he ran he just he fucking like he was like i gotta go i gotta go like and to be fair chip normally is incredibly gracious i think yeah it was just like in that moment he had to be somewhere but i was like that i because i could relate you know like (laughs) i don't know if i'd want to be mobbed by a bunch of very handsy middle-aged women (laughs) that's the ironic thing about it isn't it like there's a lot of people that crave that fame but they don't realize there's a whole new set of Mm. not necessarily problems but other things on your plate that you're gonna have to deal with yeah come with totally and actually i learned a lot from chip about that because he he was always so gracious with fans like just big smiles give them a hug let's get a photo you know just this earnestness hmm. of really being able to like meet somebody and you know you know be like yeah like you're welcome you know like it takes a little a little bit of effort to be a good person right but like it makes such a difference um to who you're interacting with just to be like these are human beings you know 
Um, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it no, does. It, I would imagine completely. like you can really make connections with people who, you know, if they're your fans or if they're your, if they're people who really like, like your work and like what you're doing and they have a chance to meet you in person and you can, and you're able to handle that in a gracious way, like what a positive impact you could have, you know, like that's great. Cool. Right. right. And I think a lot of people can be assholes too. So to be the person who's not an asshole, like that's, that's good. That's always going to be good. I mean, I'm in showbiz, you know, it. it's a mixed bag. <laughs> You're all right, man. No, too bad. no it's okay. but that'll enhance Sometimes. that, that experience can really enhance your fandom. Like, see, right. like there are a lot of guitar players that I admired for a long time that I had the opportunity to meet and there's all, you risk the, Oh, what if they turn out to be a a jerk? It's like it kind of taints yeah, everything. It does, but if right. they're awesome, you're like, you, it's cool because it I've had it go it. both ways. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I invested in your music. You know, I supported you, and it's like, yeah, this is a little weird. So, but I guess you kind of have to separate it too. But at the same time, it, Ryan, you don't have to say who is the jerk, but who is the cool? Who is who is the yeah? Who cooler? was the cool yeah, yeah, person? Yeah. Some folks yeah. are the jerks, but I'm cu- I'm um, curious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe Satriani was. Yeah. Awesome. I would just nice. imagine. He Eric, has that vibe. Eric Johnson yes. was awesome. Oh, he's cool. He was doing these oh, like, yeah. uh, I don't know if he still did it, but he was doing these little mini lessons on Instagram. And he's like, hey, if you like this lesson, oh. please donate to the local food bank or something like that. He's a cool like dude. That. Yeah, That's he's nice. he's awesome. That's cool. Anybody yeah. else? Yeah. Um, That's cool. Gary Hoey was awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, in the course of you gaining notoriety, and, and, and like you're, 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 have you met anybody that was like a surreal moment for you? Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I met this person or starstruck. Yeah. Moments. Any of those kind of moments? I met David Crosby in a guitar shop in huh. Nashville. And I was with my friend who's a, who was a co-star on the show. And so we got to get introduced, you know, and I was just like, <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love Crosby Stills Nash. And I love, I like I was saying like that era of music, like 67 to 75 is like my favorite, you know, era of, you know, from rock and roll to soul to hmm. country, every, every, everything from that era. I'm just like about it. So that was really, really cool. That was super dope. And he was so nice. <laughs> I'm grinning. I'm like right back yeah, there. Yeah, you can I'm tell like you're feeling it right now. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was super cool. That's so, cool. Yeah. It's well, an interesting awesome. life, right? It's different compared Gosh. to the nine to five. It's a different feel, a different experience. Yeah. Do you think you could handle a nine to five? At the, like, Never done it <laughs> and uh, never could. Yeah, it's funny. Like... Most creative people that that are they're wired a certain way to where it seems like they couldn't do it even if they tried long term just because of what's going on inside. Like you got stuff you got to get out. You're feeling certain things. And- right. I, and I think the whole idea of like being your own boss, it, it, it's hard. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of challenges. You have to, you know, have discipline and set boundaries for yourself and stuff. So right. in some ways it's easier just to have somebody tell you what to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. But what's so cool about that is that when, when you are your own boss is you can create the life that you've always dreamed of, right? How, what do I want to spend my time doing today? What is going to serve my soul? What is going to serve my creativity? Like what kinds of relate, you know, like really getting clear on that and being able to create it. I think that's just such a gift. Like, 
you know, and especially during the pandemic, I don't know if you guys have talked to other people about this, but like we have all this time, we're at home, we can't go out partying and drinking. <laughs> so, so how do I structure my day? Right? Like right. how do I create healthy habits for myself that's going to keep me sane in this insane climate that the world is currently in? So, If there's one thing that's helped you get through this, uh, what would you say? Do you have any recommendations or just for you personally, like what's the one thing that's got you through if you had to pin it down? Um, well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say one thing specifically. I mean, definitely like yoga, meditation, journaling, practicing music, um, going out to nature, all of those things, nature. I think nature, <laughs> um, all those things are important, but for me, it, it, it's, it's really been like in the discovery of the relationship with myself. So all of those things come from that place. Like, like I was True. saying before, like what really serves me? What do I rainy or rain doggy dog, um, <laughs> rain dog in the house. today, like truly listening, right? Like leaving space for myself so that I can listen to see what, what do I really need? Right. Cause so much, we're just rushing around from True. one thing to the next. There's no space to hear what you actually need. So I think that listening, I guess, if I had to narrow it down, listening and, and developing the relationship with myself. I love that. Like we've, it's come up a lot, the topic of listening with other musicians. Yeah. Because it's a, such a necessary skill. But the best, right. the best musicians among us are the best listeners. Um, I agree. You have to have. Thank almost, you for complimenting me on. You are an excellent listener. Like I mean, I, I will give you a hard time. Don't get me wrong, because you're a punk face, but like <laughs> you do listen well. I will give you that, man. Um, but I, I just the, the 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 best musicians out there, the the ones who are on that elite level, they they've mm. got to train that ear. There's no other that's way. That's right. And that's, that's such right. a parallel to life. I mean, you talk about like listening to to like understand what's right for you. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like the only way I can do that is, is nature. You know, I can't, I can't, sometimes I do need to just go outside and go walk and yeah. like in the desert and like, that's it. That's, you know, having some time to not hear anything other than just the wind and, and where what, are you guys? You, know. where, you said you were in the desert. Whereabouts are you based? We are, this is Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. Oh, yeah. I live okay. in Phoenix. I come South down here. South of Phoenix. You know, we're yeah. a little bit more out in the desert here. Yeah, literally. definitely. It's a small little town out here. Um, nice. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Uh, destination fact once the studio gets built it's gonna be great uh but cool cool <laughs> it's gonna be great uh yeah so um but yeah it, it well it's got its own life like the desert has its own life it's got its own yeah. personality it's like an alien planet it, there's no other i've been to forests I've been you've to been places. to an alien planet so you have a reference point for that um <laughs> we don't talk about that on air thank you uh <laughs> He was abducted. Classified information. He was abducted. We don't need Look, to bring that up. The right? agreements that I have with the government are none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting back into superhero territory right now. <laughs> so you know what, yeah. Rainy? Um, that is really a big deal. I think everyone during the pandemic has had the chance to reflect a little bit. To look themselves in the mirror, ask questions. Maybe they, like you said, they were so busy they didn't have time to think to mm, ask. Mm, and like right. that really does bring peace, and it really brings a lot of um, 
it stirs up ambition as far as like what you know you need to do next like it yeah it kind of seems like that's part of what you were saying there too to me anyway definitely yeah yeah so it's an interesting time that is for sure (laughs) weird weird and interesting time yeah it became really surreal when everyone was wearing masks right you're like this is really happening and now it's just normal yeah it's just just even weirder what's funny is you see like concert videos of all the people like especially stadium shows with all the people just crowded together and you're that looks like so foreign now yeah it's like wow and it wasn't that long ago yeah it's just funny it's weird to think about i think we're too sitting too close here i don't want to you should wear a mask dude you can't get the virus over the internet can you (laughs) <laughs> Not that kind of virus. Different viruses <laughs> over the internet. <laughs> uh, you don't even want to know about those viruses. It's, it's pretty scary. They, they're, they're the bots on the internet. There's, there's billions, a lot of them. Um, I used to work in cybersecurity. It's kind of, it's um. terrifying. Uh, it's like, that's the real war going on that not, not, there's no, we don't <laughs> shoot weapons at each other from other countries. What right. we do is we shoot these, these little these bots, you know? Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, whatever. I'm just nodding along. <laughs> you know, listen, if we, we want to get into it, we can't No, but, <laughs> but like it, it is, I agree with you, man. It's like, you know, you look at a concert video or you look at like life is so uh, different now and who knows so when it's different. ever going to be closer to what it used to be. And using it is in Australia. Australia is pretty opened up now. Yeah. It's weird. My friends and family, it's just like my brother's playing shows again. It's just like, okay, I guess I'm just living in the place. Well, California's <laughs> pretty locked down. I mean, are you have you thought about going yeah. back to Australia then and I have, there? but there's a mandatory quarantine. It costs like several thousand dollars that you have to do to go back and Jeez. I just I don't know. I, I have a I have a few projects going on here right now. I'm writing some music for a film and cool. things like that. So I'm just, you know, if I had nothing going on, I would probably move back. But because of the film, I'm just like, I'm going to be here for the next six months writing and putting, you know, getting the soundtrack together. So cool. focused on that right now. Is that now. the first time you've done that or have you, have you done that before? It's my first time. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fucking cool i'm very excited i'm working with an awesome producer um on this yeah it's an independent documentary feature That's i don't cool. want to, i'm probably not allowed to say too much That's all right. well, how did you get into it is it just because you knew the person or or did you like, um, put out an ad? i i <laughs> put out so the I'm rain a, dog I'm signal actually um i'm gonna be acting in the film oh, cool. so once and it's set in my favorite era, 1971. So <laughs> I was like, I should do the music for this and kind of pitch myself to, to do the music. Um, and things kind of took shape from there. So that's exciting. Yeah. How, how much uh, are you doing like full orchestral stuff or, or singer songwriter stuff? Like what do you, yeah. it's going to be a mixture. Yeah. It's going to be very reminiscent of that era uh-huh. and then there'll be obviously some underscoring and and things like that as well for the scenes cool. in between so but yeah we're gonna put a, a soundtrack together so we'll be releasing that along with the film as well which is yeah it's, great. Ex- it's so cool it's great we've talked about this a lot like <laughs> yeah we really have a, a good orchestral score just a good a good music will make or break a film or tv show truly yes like that's cool some of our favorite uh like um musicians or whatever or composers are like you know john we've talked about john williams we've talked about hans yeah. zimmer we talked zimmer. about yeah 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 like that's so cool rain dog 
Yeah, Rain, Rain. and now Rain Dog. So and now I joined the list. <laughs> You're right there, right? That's cool. People name him off. It's John Williams, Hans Zimmer, Rain Dog. Heck yeah. I love that you guys are saying rain dog. That's really, it's really funny to me. <laughs> it's going to be too much later. And you're like, hey, have you talked to rain dog? It's going to totally. Yeah, that's like the name of the episode. Like. The rain You got it. If, if you've requested it. If you, no, no one's Please requested don't, the name don't of the episode. do that. <laughs> rain dog it is. I'm just going to say, I'm not even going to say meat. I'm just going to say rain dog. It's just, that's going to be the yeah. name. And then. So rain dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about that process? Like, I've been curious about that, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're writing a score, like, are there certain scenes that they show you and like, okay, we need you to enhance this moment, or is you right. just watch the whole <laughs> thing and you decide where you want to put? Well, this, music? as you know, is a learning process for me as well. It's my yeah. first time doing this. I'm working with a producer who is more experienced with film co composition, but at the moment, early stages. So at the moment where, where I'm just writing songs, thinking about specific moments in the film um, where we might place those songs. And then the process of scoring and underscoring um, the film will mostly happen in post. So once the film is finished being edited, then we'll sit down in a room map out exactly okay this scene is four minutes right we need we need to write something that lasts the length of that that leads us into this new scene so maybe for example the underscoring would be in the same key as the song mm. right in the next scene so that it can take i see it'll take you somewhere building into like a fully fledged song say for like mm. a montage sequence or something when huh. you do want to have the music more in the forefront as opposed to underneath that's yeah. cool yeah. That's it's, just so fun to hear, though. It's so just, cool. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a novice as well, so I'm very much learning, but I'm enjoying it so much. So I'm excited far. for you. That's so cool. So you, pro Thanks, you probably can't say the name of the film. I, I don't, you know, I didn't I ask, so I'm trouble, just going yeah. <laughs> to, but always, you'll hear. We're I doing mean, this, trying to get people in trouble. Yeah, we. <laughs> I, I don't think I should talk too much about the project yet, um, but... You guys, you know, everyone can just follow me on my grams and online and everything, and it'll it'll all be up there. Probably end of this year or beginning of next would be my guess for the, the release. Okay. Cool. Well, so that's one a project you're very obviously excited, about. and I'm so glad you told it. I'm so excited. About it. It's so cool. Um, but what else? Like, okay, so you've got this. You've got this uh, score you're working on. You, well, you know, the acting the, thing. Yeah, that's well, another you, fast. Like you. Oh, um, you yeah. had to learn. Like you, you've had a lot of different. Uh, arenas that you had to learn certain skill yeah. sets for and i've never had the opportunity to speak with an actor and i've always wondered like when when the director says action mm -hmm. like is it just completely like i'm a different person like i'm not even thinking about rain dog i'm i'm alana <laughs> right now and you know what i mean like is it a yeah is it that's probably a little fun probably fun to do right it's very fun and and I think different actors will talk about different a different process for everyone like someone like Christian Bale is going to be way more <laughs> so, I'm sorry are you just talking about him? Is that why? Christian Bale is a running theme. In yeah, the in our 2020 Is he? That's funny. Yeah, we've talked about Christian Bale. But like, for example, Christian Bale is a lot more like method. So he, he'll stay in character in between 
scenes and stuff. And so every actor Unless you different. get in the shot. Then. Unless you get in the shot and then it's different. Then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's different for everyone. I think the main thing that I would say is the important thing um, that all actors would agree on is what do you want in the scene? What do you want from the other person? And that's just a way of finding your way into the truth of the scene is like trying to affect the other person, right? Rather than maybe what some people might think of acting as like, I have to be sad or I need to do this. And how am I going to say this rather than how do I want to make them feel, right? That's kind of the, the crux of good acting. Can in we my do mind. some acting right now here on the spot? Let's do it. <laughs> Can we do what do you want to do? Sure. Let's do an acting game. How about this? It won't take too long. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whoever laughs first loses. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Is it you and me? Um, or is it you two? It's us two and you. Okay. Okay. So you. All three of us. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So you work in a hotel. Oh, it's like a full scene. The front desk. Okay. okay. And I'm staying at the hotel. And I'm calling you because I'm having issues in my room. And he's staying with me. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Why am I staying with you? Why can't I be in the Because picture? we're on the road. We're on the road. Right, whatever. Together. Okay. I'm rooms, ready. Traveling. Okay. I'm going to put my glasses on getting character. There you go. I love it. Do you want me to do the ring? Because I'm calling to the front desk. Sure. Do you need, how long does it take to get in character? How long should I take? I'm ready, here? baby. Oh, Let's you, go. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> Remember, whoever laughs first. Ring dog was born ready. Born ready. Okay. Ring, ring. Hello. Uh, is this the the front desk? Here yeah, uh, this is uh, the Hilton Tucson, Arizona. How can I help you? Um, are you the manager? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm the manager. Well, is there an issue? What can I do for you? Yeah, me and my uh, friend are having some issues in our room. Mm. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. What's what's going on? Well, there's two beds in the room, and the the covers, the blanket, the, they don't match. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you like me to get you some some new sheets? I could I could definitely make that happen. Well, the sheets match. It's the blankets. The colors they don't match. I think we had a we had a laugher. We had a laugher. Are we are we calling it? I'm absolutely lost. I couldn't even hold. I'm terrible at this. I was not made to be an actor. I can't believe the different colored blankets was. <laughs> that was funny. You, you, My I plan. You holding a little something back. Well. My plan was to shout from the distance. And tell about the air I was like, oh. Oh man, that was good. <laughs> oh, you should have done that. That would have been funny. I was about to. <laughs> I couldn't hold in the laughter. You were very professional, though, as you the front it. desk. You got it. You really. Yeah, I, mean, I saw yeah, you. I, whatever. I worked at the front desk of a yoga studio for a while. Oh, okay. I, I know what's oh, up. Customer guy. service. <laughs> How fancy yoga. Fancy. <laughs> a yoga studio. You're a yogi. Oh, you I talked do. about that. Yeah, you do that. I do like yoga. Yep. If you had to sell, I've never done yoga before. If you had to sell me on it, like, what would be your sales pitch? <laughs> um. <clears throat> Uh, that's it. No, I'm joking. Um, well, what's great about yoga is that you, you're really hitting all points of your well-being. You're hitting your physical well-being, your spiritual well-being, your mental well-being, all in one, which is really cool. 
That's how I would sell it. So am I talking to Rain Dog or am I talking to the front desk? Because you still have the glasses on, so I wasn't sure. Oh, true. <laughs> Are you still in character? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> See, that's the thing about actors. We don't know if you're in character or not. That's a myth. <laughs> <laughs> Acting is about truth. It's not about lying. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's interesting. You, How do I you... tell the truth in this hmm. set of circumstances, right? Because when, when, when you see bad acting, you can tell that they're lying, right? That when you see true. really fucking good acting, they're telling the truth, you know, in the given circumstances of the scene. So that's, that's important. I'm learning so much. Yeah, this I never great. thought about that because we talked about that. Like for me, the difference between a, a terrible performance and okay performance or like a, a great one is when you're watching it, you're not thinking about anything. You're caught up in yeah. the scene. Like bad acting, you're like, oh my gosh, like why is he saying it like that? You're not even thinking about anything except the performance. So, Right. I think that's true. And that's true. Yeah. Like for music, for acting, for anything, yeah. right? you want to be taken somewhere. You want to be transported. That's fascinating. I'm sorry. I'm just processing. Yeah. This thing. Well, you know, it's true. We've learned cool. something from every person that yeah. we've talked to. We really have. And that's been one that's thing. So, cool. so it's not just us, like all of our listeners too, you know, they're going to find inspiration. They're going to learn something. And so thank you for being part of it. Oh, you're so welcome. This has been so fun. I had a blast. We always end, not always, but sometimes with the fast five firing off the questions. You got when you answer them. It's got to be the first thing that comes to your mind. (sighs) Okay, I'm ready. Favorite ice cream. Vanilla. Favorite movie. Forrest Gump. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one I that's like a fantastic it. choice that's great I, like that one, I really appreciate that gut level reaction there Jenna. i i love that movie the music everything yeah the score is great no it's a yeah, fantastic the, movie the fantastic wow no uh, national treasure <laughs> um let's see here winter or summer summer for fun winter for writing oh i like that answer this one is kind of here. I don't know why it gets asked a lot, but it's kind of important. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. <laughs> Come on. Can I give you a fist bump? A virtual. Hey. Team Star Wars is just getting stronger. Mandalorian. Stronger. I oh, was all okay. about it. Yeah. I love Pedro yeah. Pascal as well. It's a fantastic show. Great. Show. I I like Star Wars as well, Ryan. I just, <laughs> this, why does it have to be a competition between it's Star Wars? It's not a competition. I just they want are. to know who my people are, Let my Star Wars you. people. Let me just ask you, Rain Dog. Have you seen, have you seen Star Trek The Next Generation, the show? Have you seen that show? You know, I actually haven't. So there, there we you go. go. Well, you, you're not missing out on anything. Oh, so are. don't feel yes, bad. Some of it, I've heard that the new one is really good. They're fan, Star Trek Picard is probably the best piece of science fiction I've ever seen in my life. I love it. There you so, go. There like, you go. You don't need to love the old show to like it too. It's great themes. I love the whole. I had an, I had an audition for Star Trek a couple months ago. Shut it was up, really? very fun. I don't. I oh man, thank goodness you didn't. Who get... I auditioned for? Let me see if I can find it really quick because you might get a kick out of it. It was this alien who had like weird, like uh, weird marks on her head. I don't know if that gives you any. 
Um, here we go. Now, but I'm still very excited. Star Trek Picard. Yeah, that's one of my favorite shows ever. Alien Emissary. <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know if you know who that is, but I don't. Anyway, off the top of my head, I'd have to go and and do a little research. You guys, you guys, can, not that you almost starred in his favorite show of all time. Yeah, you almost did. Wow. Um, well, almost is a generous word, but yeah, I auditioned. <laughs> <laughs> you auditioned for one of my favorite shows ever. Wow. It was fun. It was a very fun audition to do. That's cool. Man, that's just so cool. Um, you got to just check out the show. I guarantee you that if you okay. put, if you spend a little time in that universe, I'm not saying yeah. it's going to change you. I don't want to convert you over to Star Trek. I'm just saying you might like, oh, hey, I like both. You know, I, I like both, man. I do. I'm not against it. I'm well, not against I it. I will say guess. this, like, st- as far as him mentioning Star Trek, uh, what was it called again? Picard? Star Trek, Star Trek uh, the Next Picard? Generation. The Next Generation. Yeah, if you're ever having a hard time getting to sleep, oh my just throw that show on. <laughs> About <laughs> 10 minutes in, you'll be out. That's very funny. I, I I'm telling you, no, it's that the, boring. I did that with some of the, the... I fell asleep on your couch, dude. Just you, whatever Star Wars anyway. episode. What were we watching? I can't remember. What to it was. be fair, episode one, one, two, and three are pretty rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Especially three. It's appalling. What? Um, That's like one of my favorite ones. You talk about Revenge of the Sith. It's not good. How it's, is it not good? Okay, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> I want to know what you think is terrible about it. It's see just the journey into the Sith. You gotta. It's true. I, I like it ostensibly but in actuality some of hayden's best acting frankly so what's your favorite uh movie the star wars movie yeah i don't know i'm not like a super fan so i don't i don't know just the ones from the 70s okay okay (laughs) the first i just watched the first one recently so it's fresh in mind that's a good one i like i probably like the first one better than i like uh, return of the jedi and empire strikes back like if I'm honest, New Hope is probably my favorite of the of the old three. Mm. Yeah, but <laughs> I have to watch them again. I just remember watching the ones from the 2000s and just being like, oh, God. <laughs> they're they're not they're not that bad. Uh, we we just rewatched uh, rewatched Attack of the Clones and and Revenge of the Sith, and it it holds holds up better than my memory gave it credit for i will okay. say that i all enjoyed right. attack of clones better than i thought i would and i definitely like yeah. revenge of the sith like i don't you know you don't like to see uh you know anakin turn to evil but it's still it's that process and like what happens and, and he's so hot and then he <laughs> yeah, he was. He was, he's oh, the ultimate about, okay. bad boy he was very hot in the lava losing his limbs and so sexy <laughs> so. who are you talking about it's kind of embarrassing if you're doing it anyway um <laughs> We we have one question left. One question left. This has been great. One question left. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Tell us one thing that no one would guess about about Rain Dog. Um, I don't know. I'm just like a nerd. (laughs) I guess people can guess that from this fucking conversation. (laughs) There you go. I'm a massive nerd. What would you say makes you the the biggest like since you're a massive nerd and you mentioned not being necessarily the biggest Star Wars fan? What, what where is the hearty yeah. nerdery center centered on? I think just like music, yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm a music nerd. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's cool. Yeah, I oh, get really sense. obsessed about Joni Mitchell specifically. Okay, 
She keeps Joni Mitchell keeps coming up. You're probably the third or fourth person that's mentioned her as a big influence. I mean, she's the the greatest singer songwriter of our time. So I have not dove into her catalog, frankly. I mean, if get I'm honest, on in there. Well, what dive. Like? Where should I start? Like, where where should start I start? With blue chronologically. What is no, it? no, start start with Blue, the album Blue. That's her Blue? most famous record from okay. 1971. And it's a perfect record. Okay. Right. I know. I told you it was my favorite year. Yeah, just made the cut. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check out that album. That's what I would start with. Okay. And then see how you go from there. If you if you want to get check out the some of the later jazzier stuff, you can you can do Hajira after that or Court and Spark. But start with Blue because it is a flawless album. Okay. Absolutely. I'll awesome. check it out for sure. That's and cool. uh, people you. that want to delve into your catalog, where yes, would you direct them? Should we just start in with your EP and go from there? Yeah, I'm on Spotify. My EP, Fool for Love, came out 2018. And then last year I released a live EP, um, which we sh- we recorded all in one take, all with one microphone. Really cool. It's called the Blumline R88 or That's Blumline. Great. I don't know how you pronounce that, but um, it's really cool. It has that real vintage sound because we did it all in one room, you know. So I would say check check those out. That will be okay. cool. <laughs> and stay tuned for more. Go back and watch Nashville. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask about projects. I know we're wrapping up. I do you have so you have more music coming out this year? Do you? I know you're working on this. Um, this year, my but... main focus is the film. Um, but I'm hoping to release a single in the next couple of months. It's time. The time has come. The time is nigh. <laughs> um, so we'll cool. see. Stay, right. okay. if yeah. You need, we'll if you see. need a triangle player, um. You know, just don't hesitate to call. He's got a few skills. We both do. <laughs> you know, we can, we can, anyway, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get you off the hook here. But, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate the chat. This has been super fun. Yeah, it Definitely. was fun. Well, hey, if our, if our listeners want to find you, you mentioned Spotify. Where, where yes. can they, do you want to give out your social? Just at Rainy Blake, R-A-I-N-E-E Blake. And that's on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, all the things. All the things. All the things. <laughs> rain, really? So, uh, so that yeah, I was gonna say rain, rain dog. That that handle hadn't been, take, hadn't it, been taken. It it was my actually was my handle. What? Rain doggy dog was my handle <laughs> for like three years back in the day. And my manager was like, "Yeah, you need to change that." Come on, <laughs> Rizzle, yeah, dude, they're, cr- they're crushing your creative spirit. Come I know. <laughs> management. Oh goodness. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Rizzle Blizzle, for being on. Rizzle You're Blizzle. welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, MJ. This has been great. And um, look forward to chatting again soon. Absolutely. Well, folks, you know where to find us, anchor.fm slash inside the sound. Bye. Rain doggy dog. Bye. Bye. All right, we'll play this out here. Here we go. Yeah, detach, default speakers. It didn't. Wait, did she hang up? Did we lose her? I think so, yeah. Rain doggy dog. Thank you so much, Rainy. We have the time to 